You're listening to the Morning Punchin Show with RBNJ live and direct from more cities than an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Good morning and welcome to the third annual MPs Awards. Today we are celebrating excellence in boxing. Today we are honoring those who have raised the bar. We're honoring big finishes, memorable moments, remarkable accomplishments, and sensational performances. Thank you so much for joining us and rocking out with us all of 2017. We had a ball, and we promised to deliver more innovative and entertaining shows for you in 2018. Want to take it over to the better half of the Morning Punch and Show, Jay in Inglewood, California. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, RB. We are live and direct here in Inglewood. The whole hood has turned out for today's Empty Awards. I see everybody out there repping the red, they're repping the green, they're repping the gold, they're repping the blue, but they're here to hear these Empty Awards this morning. We're delighted to have you listening. Thank you so much for everybody who listens to us weekly and reminds us how important our work is. We're committed to raising awareness, influencing, and transcending boxing podcasting. But the hood is ready here in Inglewood. So let's see what's happening on the East Coast. Let's go over to Nashville, Tennessee, where we're joined by Jake Donovan. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, RB and Jay. It's already a wild scene just outside of Music City. Some fans are excited. Tennessee Titans returning to the playoffs for the first time in nine years. But the real energy over the third annual Empties is all about today's award. Back to you, RB and Jay. This is great. The MP Awards are given at our own discretion. Opinions and thoughts are of our own. Presenting our first award today for Cut Man of the Year will be Jake Donovan. All right. Thank you, RB. The legendary Rafael Garcia literally dedicated his entire adult life to boxing in the sport for nearly 70 years at the time of his passing at age 88 last November. He kept the legendary Floyd Mayweather's brittle hands protected for more than two decades while driving him to an all-time great, and it was also a prominent figure in the corner of Godson and former World Welterweight champion Jesse Vargas, among the many, many others whose lives he touched. For his lifetime of work in the game, we not only bestow Mr. Garcia with this year's top honor, but from this day forward, we'll recognize future recipients as the winner of the Rafael Garcia Cut Man of the Year Award. Congratulations to Rafael Garcia. God bless you soul. And now back to you, Jay, for the next award. Thank you, Jake. Moving on to the next award, rest in peace, Rafael Garcia. The next award we're presenting today is for the Silver Fighter of the Year. And the Silver Fighter of the Year of those who have advanced in age and have no signs of stopping anytime soon. And there can only be one true award in 2017, and the winner is Mr. Y'all Must Have Forgot, Mr. Roy Jones Jr., so thank you, Roy Jones, for continuing what you do. We know your final fight's coming up in Florida this February, so we wish we well, and we're ready for the Hall of Fame clock to start running. Moving on yeah. to our next award, the Prospect of the Year Award. If you follow boxing, you know prospects are those up-and-coming stars that are looking to make their mark on the sport, have not reached that, that level where they have their title shot yet, but they are advancing rapidly to that point. So this year, the nominees are Regis Prograis, Josh Taylor, and Ryan Garcia. And the winner of the 2017 Empty Award for Prospect of the Year is Regis Progre, and we'll hear from him now. Play on the show. Are you Creole? Uh-huh. Oh, me too. 
My parents, my my dad is Creole. My parents are from St. Charles yeah. Parish. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Oh okay. Yeah, from Creole. Oh. You might be my cousin. We really might be cousins down the line for real. Yeah, my last name is LaBeouf. Do you know any LaBeouf? another time about that because you probably are my cousin. The Morning Punch and Show 2017 Prospect of the Year is Regis Prograde. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing um, all the hard work and I guess all the stuff that I'm doing. Um, 2017, you know, it was really good for me but at the same time kind of disappointing because if people don't know, I only in 2017, I only fought three rounds. I fought two fights for a total of three rounds. So you know, um, I'm a fighter. I'm a true fighter. I love to fight. I love to get in there. Um, it's just, I hope, you know, hopefully in 2018, I can just stay more active and stay, you know, just a lot busier because I know that, you know, I have a lot of knockout power. And, you know, like I said, in 2017, I only went three rounds. In the whole year, three rounds in a year, you know. So it's kind of disappointing for me. Of course, I had, you know, big wins and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, hopefully 2018, I do, I should Well, it is a pleasure seeing you in the ring. Again, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing more of you in the coming year. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, and again, that was Regis Progress. Congratulations. To present the next award, I'm going to swing it back to RB and Phoenix. All right. Our nominees for the Comeback Fighter of the Year are Daniel Franco, Mikey Garcia, and Lamont Peterson. And our winner for the Comeback Fighter of the Year this year is Daniel Franco. Daniel Franco is a California fighter. He was knocked out earlier this summer back in June, resulting in the second loss of his career. Things got really a lot worse after that loss. He developed a severe headache where he was taken to the hospital. He had bleeding in the brain. He was put into a medically induced coma for weeks, and he miraculously recovered. Four brain surgeries later, he's walking, he's talking, he's healthy. You know, unfortunately, his boxing career is over, but now he's going to college and looking forward to living a normal life. Our comeback fighter of the year, no more deserving than Daniel Franco. Congratulations, Daniel, and much health and success to you. Our next award is called Tell Me Have You Seen Him Award, and our nominees are Jose Benavidez, He's in the Witness Protection Program since 2016. Frankie Gomez, last seen May 27, 2016. And Vanis Martirosian, signed with 
Don King and never heard of again. And our winner for Tell Me Have You Seen Him in 2017 is Jose Benavidez. To present the next award, I'll pass it back to Jake Donovan in Tennessee. All right. Thank you, R.B. And on to the mismatch of the year. Matchmaking is a science, but this year there was some pairing so far-fetched we had to recognize them here today. Our nominees for mismatch of the year, Teddy Atlas versus Mark Kriegel, live on air on ESPN. The circus that was Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. And the first title fight of 2017, which was between Eric Wendy Lara and Yuri Foreman. There was some stiff competition with Teddy roasting Mark Kriegel all night on that November 11th edition of Top Rank Boxing on ESPN. And then, of course, Floyd's $600 million sparring session with Conor. But at the end, we went with Arizona Lara's TKO over a returning Yuri Foreman. The fight was so bad, it actually helped kill off what was once glorious TBC on Spike Series. So congratulations, quote-unquote, to Arizona Lara for winning the MP's mismatch of the year. All right, and on to the next award. We go back to the hood in Inglewood with Jay LaBeouf. The hood is still excited out here, and they're excited about this guy because, coincidentally, our winner spent some time here in SoCal. So this year, the nominees for the Person of the Year, actually, we'll just announce the winner. The winner of this year's Person of the Year hometown hero is recognized for work that they do out that transcends the boxing ring, what they do to help their community and their surrounding areas and the city that gave birth to them and their career. And this year's winner is Chris Singleton. Chris Singleton is a Louisiana boxer that uses his own money to cook and feed the homeless outside of his gym every single day. And we're going to hear from him right now. Thank you. So tell us more about your efforts and how this mission got started for you and how you keep it going and how folks can get involved and help if they would like to. Like one of, of our, under one of our bridges, where a lot of the homeless people would sleep and camp out at, you know. So we started down there as a group, um, just pretty much uh, fixing meals and um, giving out clothes and accessories to the homeless, you know, the things that they can't afford. And you know, just from there, like we would do, we was doing it once every Sunday. Every Sunday we would do it, you know. And, and um, it just a, one one day I came out of the boxing gym at the training. You know, and it was one night, you know, and, and it just, like, you know, I looked over, like, the homeless people sleep close to the gym, so I looked over, you know, and I see, and it was a cold night, too, so, you know, I see, you know, these are grown men, you know, they're bundled up trying to keep each other warm and stuff like that, and it was like, instantly, God put it on my heart to where, you know, he said, like, you know, you can do more, you can do more, so it was like, from, from that day, you know, I was like, well, from now... You know, I can do sandwiches and chip bags and snack bags and cold drinks, you know, once a day, stuff like that. So, you know, as I started, you know, I did it the first day and the first two days I did it, you know, on my social media, I have a big following, so I would post it. And as I posted it, you know, I was posting it like people, you know, they started taking to it, you know, people started offering me, uh, sending me donations and offering me help. And like when, when they did that, it enabled me to do more. So like I actually started going down uh, twice a day, you know, I would go before I go train and I would pass out bag lunches and I would come back late that night after training, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. 
and try to do something else, like a hot meal, you know, some pizza, just just anything, you know, being that, you know, the community was chipping in and, and helping me out, you know, enabled me to do a lot more. And so, you know, it just, you know, the news, the news station got in contact with me, they did an interview with me on the news, they put me on the news, which spread the word out more. So, like, you know, I had people from other cities contacted me, you know, and sending donations, really. And it just got bigger and bigger, you know, and um, I'm, I'm involved, you know, with a non-profit, I have a non-profit organization called It Takes a Village BR, Baton Rouge. You know, we, you know, we do it together by the grace of God, or, you know, we do a lot. You know, I say we, every Sunday, we, we, we out, you know, we cooking, we bring out the big, the big boiler pots and the clothes and, and everything, you know, we have a big help from the community, you know, as a group, you know, we just get out there and we just, we do the best we can to help anybody in any, any type of way, like when a disaster strikes, a flooding and everything, you know, we just, we just try to help all out a while. Well, that, that is admirable and that is wonderful and that is why we just wanted to salute you and bring some attention, some further attention to your, your fantastic efforts. I know the community appreciates it. And God is gonna bless you tenfold for all that you do. Oh, uh, just saying, you know, um, you know, I, cause, I mean, as a child, you know, I was once homeless before, so it kind of, you know, I, I know, I know the feeling, you know. So it's like, and, and it's not, you know, cause you know, you have some people come up and doing it for attention, but you know what? Like, we don't get, you know, we don't get any profit, you know, anything in return because, you know. I say we we the all the food and everything you know we put together it comes it comes out of pocket, personal pockets you know and we just do it you know for the love and just 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 to help help somebody else out you know in the time of need who can't do it or you know to get on their feet and you know I mean like for me me personally you know when I go out and you know I say by the grace of God I'm able to help somebody. You know, a, a smile on the face or just a full stomach, you know, is enough for me. Right. You know, so, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I heard that. I heard that. What is, Chris, what is your uh, Instagram or your social media where, where folks can follow you? Uh, my Instagram is the champ84, T-H-E, champ, D-H, A-M-P, 84. Mm-hmm. That's my Instagram. Okay. The champ84. My so and my Facebook is uh, Chris Singleton. Keep up your fantastic efforts. Good luck to you in 2018. That's really, really incredible. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate you. God bless. God bless you, too. Take care. Thank you again, Chris Singleton. Moving on to our next award, the Stick Up of the Year. The Stick Up of the Year recognizes a decision in boxing that was just trash or a robbery or whatever you want to call it, but we're calling it the Stick Up of the Year. And the nominees are... Abtendel Kersitsi, not for what he did in the ring, but for what he was doing outside of the ring. As you know, if you follow the story, he's currently facing a RICO investigation, so it don't get no more stick-ups than a RICO investigation. Uh, second nominee is Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. We saw that debacle. Maybe it might have been closer than we thought, but come on now. I'm hard-pressed to find anyone outside of the Jeff Horn camp that thought he won that fight. And our final nominee is Hassan Ndam versus Ryoto Murata, their first fight. My God. If you didn't see that fight, go back and watch it. And the winner of the Stick Up of the Year Award is Hassan Ndam versus Ryota Murata. 
We don't have either of them in the house right now. They're probably on the losing side of a decision, depending on who you ask. So we're going to accept this award in their honor. <laughs> and I'm going to swing it back on over to Arby. That, that was, that was a terrible, terrible decision. All right. Our breakout fighter of the year nominees are Earl Spence for his big coming out party in the UK and beating Kel Brook. Vasily Lomachenko, his rise to stardom in 2017 was undeniable. And the Charlos, Jamal and Jermel Charlo. And our winner for Breakout Fighter of the Year are the Charlos. Everyone wants to see them. They have become the heels of boxing. They won all of their fights in 2017 in spectacular fashion. They are now selling a ton of merchandise on the Internet. They've linked up with Chris Brown. They are definitely our 2017 Breakout Fighters of the Year. Congratulations to the Charlos. We hope in 2018 that they will actually join us on the Morning Punch-In Show. Our next award will be for Twitter Fingers of the Year. As you know, social media continues to change how we do business and how we communicate. It's become a 27, a 24-7, you know, access and communication ways for many. This year, our nominees for Twitter Fingers of the Year are Amir Khan for his tweets about his wife sleeping with Anthony Joshua and becoming impregnated and with the hopes of fighting Floyd Mayweather again. Pauli Malinaji can't stop, won't stop talking about his sparring session with Conor McGregor and Rigadell's social media account for all of his tweets about the Lomachenko fight and then quitting on his stool during the fight. Our Twitter Fingers of the Year award goes to whoever does Rigadell's Twitter account. Jay, Bravo. can we know who that person is? Willie Suarez. Willie Suarez, congratulations for winning Twitter Fingers of the Year. <laughs> to present the next award, I'm going to swing it back to Jake Donovan. All right. Thank you very much, R.B. And on to the Boomerang of the Year Award. Life come at you very fast, as Thomas Williams learned last year in winning this award. Our three nominees for this category are Miguel Roman, who began and ended the year with polar opposite results. He was knocked out of title contention by Takashi Miura in January, then came all the way back in December as a late replacement, and not only beat Orlando Salido in their December fight, but pretty much put him into retirement at least for a day. Richard Schaefer, the lone non-participant uh, in this category, he froze out many top players during his lengthy stay at Golden Boy. When he came back to the game, he thought he can kind of pick up where he left off, but he found out the hard way it's not to not the way it goes, as he was frozen out and trying to shop his World Boxing Super Series to U.S. networks and also didn't quite get as many uh, fight dates as he thought was going to be the case. Finally, Emmanuel Aline, who began the year by snatching the O of Yevgen uh, Kitrov in very violent fashion in January. A few months later, he, had, he suffered the same exact fate when he was knocked out by Hugo Centeno. For that, Emmanuel Aline, he had his O smashed in the latter part. He gets the 2017 Boomerang of the Year Award. And now for our next award, we send it back to the incomparable Jay LaBeouf. Thank you, Jake. And thank you, listeners, for continuing to rock with us this morning. This is one of my favorite, favorite awards, and I'm glad that this one landed on me. It is the Who Gon' Check Me Boo Award. Shout out to Sheree from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. For those of you who follow me in RB and social media and all of you, you've all taken on a term too. The Who Gon' Check Me Boo is about 
the person, the inboxing, who just don't give a damn. He will talk or she will talk about anything in social media, unchecked, unfiltered, don't give a damn. And the nominees for this year's Who Gonna Check Me Boo Award are Mike Coppinger. You follow Mike Coppinger, you know ain't nobody checking Mike Coppinger. Except maybe Nobody's Not checking Mike Coppinger. Twitter or person. At person all. Either, girl. Not giving a damn. <laughs> the second nominee, it don't get no more Who Gonna Check Me Boo than Amir Khan. From the Joshua tweet to the I'm a fight Mayweather tweet to the I'm going to be on a reality show after I said it sucked. I mean, you just pick it. Amir Khan, <laughs> ain't nobody checking him. And finally, Eddie Hearn. And the winner is Eddie Hearn. And the reason why Eddie Hearn wins this year, who going to check me, boo? I mean, and it was tough. It's hard to <laughs> take out Amir Khan. Eddie Hearn went out on the streets of New York and did a poll on who knew Deontay Wilder. He's taking selfies in the ring. He's rapping Warren G's Regulate on his Insta stories. He's telling you very clearly he's very, very rich. I think he watches Real Housewives of Atlanta, quiet as is kept. <laughs> Nobody's checking Eddie Hearn. Not now, not ever. Congratulations as the winner of the 2017 Who Gonna Check Me Boo Award, Eddie Hearn. We have a Real Housewives of Atlanta t-shirt for you. We're going to get that out to London to you. <laughs> And moving on to our next award, our next award recognizes the 2017 Knockout of the Year. There were some spectacular knockouts, and it was hard to narrow it down, but we've narrowed it down to these three nominees. The uh, first nominee is Tete's Knockout over Gonya. Went down in a record something like 10 seconds. I mean, that was a literal, if you blink, you missed it. He took him out, and he went right back on home and was on home in time for Beans and Franks. Um, another, our second nominee was David Lemieux versus uh, Curtis Stevens. Oh, the melted cheese got spread all over the ring that night. That was an incredible, incredible knockout. You know, no, no shade, but man, he took you out like a Velveeta slice. And our third nominee is Mikey Garcia versus Dehan Fatichinen, and the winner is. Mikey Garcia's knockout over DeHaan's with teaching in to pick up another strap. And we are going to hear from Mikey Garcia right now. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's, that's a great honor. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the uh, recognition. It's, uh, it's a very, it was a very good victory. And I, I, uh, now that I'm getting recognized, it's just a terrific feeling even, even more. Well, after winning by such decisive fashion, have you gone back and rewatched that fight to see the knockout? Well, I've seen the fight, uh, not recently, you know, the, uh, but I've seen it after the after the fight. I've seen the replay several times. And, um, I mean, I, I was really happy with the way camp went for me for that fight. We practiced a lot in the gym with my dad and my brother. Uh, exactly that sequence of, of, of combo and, and punches at the end of the fight. And it worked out perfect for me. And, uh, you know, she was very happy. Um, a little, a little scared for a minute there when he wasn't recovering. But you know, once he did get up to his feet, it was, it was a relief. And you know, we wish him the best. And he, I heard he just fought recently. He won, so congratulations to him. Hopefully, he continues with his career. Again, it was a great victory, a great knockout. A lot of good knockouts in 2017, but that one was definitely decisive. So now we look forward to February 10th, where you take on Sergey Lipinets. 
Um, camp is going great. We're getting close to the fight date. We're about a month a month out. How are you feeling heading into that fight? Yes, well, we are deep in camp right now. Uh, we're in the middle, and uh, I feel good. I feel I feel confident. Um, you know, Sergey Lipinets is a strong fighter. He's a dangerous fighter, bigger fighter, bigger man than I am. So we we gotta be careful for for the size, but. Um, I think I have a good technique and, and, and good uh, boxing skills to help me get through this. And I think uh, once we once we get in the ring, you, you're going to see the difference in, in boxing abilities. You know, the, the, the different uh, technique and different uh, styles will definitely uh, help me. And lastly, we are now into 2018. We know you're – we're not going to ask you what your goals for the year are because we know it's to continue winning. But do you have any resolutions for 2018? Again, congratulations. It's been a pleasure watching you fight in 2017. We look forward to seeing more great fights in 2018. Have a great camp and good luck on February 10th. Thank you very much. I appreciate the recognition again. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mikey Garcia. And for our next award, we're going to go back to the desert and swing it back to RB. All right. Well, next award is for the biggest upset of the year. Nominees are Caleb Truax, Majority Decision over James DeGale, and Soranga Vesey, Unanimous Decision over Ramon Gonzalez, which we were all shocked in New York when that happened. The winner for Biggest Upset of the Year goes to Caleb Truax with his big win over James DeGale. Truax was a huge, huge underdog, and he spoiled a ton of fans for many people, including DeGale in 2018. DeGale's not even sure if he wants to continue fighting on after that big, big loss. So congratulations to Truax. Hopefully big things for the Minnesota fighter in 2018, and he's a friend of the Morning Punch and Show. Our next award is for the most memorable post-fight aftermath, the post-fight ring interview that was just, you know, emotional, unforgettable, win, loser, draw. Nominees are Uncle Leon Lawson for his cheap shot after the Andre Durrell fight. The Charlos, they just seem to be mad after every single fight, whether they win or not. <laughs> the is you okay moment was unforgettable. The third nominee is the Canelo Chavez post-fight interview where they brought Golovkin into the ring and announced the fight formally. The winner goes to the Canelo-Golovkin announcement. The music was off the hook. Golovkin walking in. They announced the fight. Twitter went crazy. The boxing world went crazy. And we did get the Canelo-Golovkin fight. So that is our winner for the most memorable post-fight aftermath. Now, let's take it back to Tennessee, to Jake Donovan, and he will present us with the next award. All right. Thank you very much, RB. And on to the Tor Hamer Award. Why? Because quitting is also a part of boxing. Here are our three <laughs> nominees for the Tor Hamer Quitter of the Year Award 2017. Anthony Durrell, who quit not once, not twice, but three times in 2017, all within a five-month span. 
pulled out of title fights with Callum Smith and David Benavides. The fight with Smith could have been part of the World Boxing Super Series. He instead accepted an FS1 fight with Dennis Stockland, got that fight, and managed to quit in that fight as well. He actually won, <laughs> but found the exit <laughs> the first sign of trouble. Guillermo Rigondeaux and Willie Suarez spent months on social media chasing a fight with Vasily Lomachenko. They finally got what they asked for, and then Rigondeaux quit on his stool after six rounds, claiming a broken hand, but it turned out to only be a bruised knuckle and ego. Never heard of Joseph Coates? That's because the scheduled pro debut ended in a lifetime ban after refusing to enter the ring for an October fight with Hasim Rahman Jr., sullying all the efforts put in by Michelle Rage Bay Rosado and bringing real-class boxing to North Carolina. The winner <laughs> for the Torhammer Quitter of the Year Award goes to none other than Anthony Durrell. Congratulations on being 2017's biggest quitter. To present the next award, we throw it back to Jay LaBeouf. All right, we feel good in Inglewood today, even with no coffee. This is a disaster. There's no coffee. But we're going to talk about the worst year ever and not the worst morning effort. So these are fighters who just had a whole series of events happen to them in and outside of the ring, but yet they still keep pressing on. And the nominees for the 2017 worst year in boxing ever are Orlando Salido, after turning down the Lomachenko fight and the tank fight on pay-per-view, he ultimately was beat by Mickey Roman. The next nominee is Tevin Farmer, who tore his bicep early in the year, was shot and robbed and shot in the hand, and then got robbed on television in one of the, the worst decisions that we saw in 2017. And then Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez, who had a very tough year, his trainer passed away, suffered two losses, and went from being atop the number one pound-for-pound list to considering retirement. And the winner for the 2017 Worst Year Ever MP is Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. No word on what his next steps are, but we wish him well. And if he chooses to continue, we look forward to seeing him back in the ring. Moving on to another award, and our winner was very, very excited, to say the least. We were, I will now announce the winner of the Trainer of the Year Award. The trainer is paramount to a fighter. If the trainer and the fighter can't get it together in camp and in the corner, there is no win, there is no victory. And there was some very stiff competition, but ultimately we made a decision. And the nominees are... Alfredo Caballero for his work with Miguel Burchalt and Gallo Estrada. Derek James for his work with Jermel Charlo, who's a completely different fighter now. And Errol Spence, who had his coming out party against Kel Brook. And Brian Bo Mac McIntyre from building Terrence Crawford from the ground up. And the winner of the 2017 MP for Trainer of the Year is Brian Bo Mac McIntyre. We had a chance to speak with with Bo Mac at length, and here's what he had to say about his win. Man, I sure appreciate this award being coming from y'all too. You know, y'all the best. For real, y'all the best on the radio. Especially boxing women doing what they doing, doing what y'all doing now. Man, I can't be more happier. I can't wait to get that award in the mail so I can put it on my new office wall. It'll go along with my WBO Trainer of the Year award. I can't wait. 
But thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. Well, you, you had a great year. You are deserving of the award. Uh, you know, we all know that you've been with Bud Crawford since he was just a little kid, and to see him become an undisputed world champion, you know, you had everything to do with that. Well, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, hey, hey that's, how, that's how it goes when you got a tight-knit family. And, you know, people, a lot of people talk shit about Omar, Nebraska, and the first thing they say they say when you tell them that you're from Omaha, they got any black people there? Yes, we got a wide range of, of, of black people here. We have communities here. And as a matter of fact, we got our gym right in the middle of the, of the black community. So we can attract more black fighters. So, hey, man, it's, it's, it's just special. I, I'm, it's like getting the, the B. W-A-A award. You know what I'm saying? I'm like fucking happy, man. Thank y'all so much. You know, I love coming on you guys' show, man. I love coming on you guys' show. Well, thank you. We expect to get the word on the curve before anybody else when it comes to announcing Paris fight. But so much. Thank you again. Congratulations, trainer of the year. So much success in 2017 and much more to come for you guys this year. Hey, so we're there. We're I was enjoying I, I was enjoying listening to you flow, Bo Mac. What I have I'm pleased that other sanctioning bodies have recognized the hard work that you all are putting in. What was it like when you got that call from the WBO saying, you know, telling you that you were the trainer of the year? Hey, listen, this is funny how this shit went down. Okay, so <laughs> so so they had already asked us to come on the cruise together, me and Bud, so Bud can get this award. And I, I, was, I told Bud, I said, well, Bud, I'm going to be at the, uh, it's called the Eastern uh, USA Bible, uh, uh, Boxing Trials. And that was the amateurs. And, you know, I love being with the amateurs. And so I told Bud, I can't make it, man, you know what I'm saying? Because we won't get back in town until Friday, uh, and you leave on Thursday. And, you know, I'm sorry I can't make it. So he's like, all right, okay, all right. So I talked to H, uh, WBO. He talked to WBO. And so I got back in town Friday after a couple of my kids had won that tournament. He called me and it was like, bro, you got to come. I'm like, what? He's like, man, you got to come. Uh, this lady about to call you to make your reservations. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. But even though I just got back in town, I didn't even unpack it. And so they talking about get back on the plane the next day. So I'm like, okay, all right, okay. Somebody's got to be down there with him because I have to support him. You know what I'm saying? He can't be down there by himself. He can't go into another country by himself. And so I'm like, okay, all right, cool. And it's funny, man. It's funny because I'm doing I'm doing interviews. We on the boat. We running around. It's nothing, there's nothing, like, nothing happening real special. And then, so we go to the award ceremony. And, and man, I, my, my God, I wish I could show you that video when they said, what Big Mac? Oh, Paco, Paco, Paco. But like, what Big Mac at? What Big Mac at? And I just fucking, I probably shut the boat. I was so happy. Why did it mean so much to you? Because I, you know, let's be real. I feel like over the past few years, maybe you've been overlooked a little bit. And I know a lot of people in 2017, they can take their James and, and Robert Garcia and some other people over you. So why was it so special when the WBO finally recognized you? Because it, because for the simple fact that WBO recognized that we made history. 
know what I'm saying? And and I brought this fighter from the age of eight all the way up to where where he at now. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pick up another fighter. I didn't pick up a champion already. We made history. So when you make history and when you do things like this, that's everyday grind. That's everyday grind. That's no I said this before in a lot of interviews. You gotta you know everything he eat, you know how he shit, you know how he walk, you know everything about this fighter because guess what? It's your responsibility to make sure this fighter gets from one place to the next place. And from him being an amateur, for him being a powerful, powerful fighter in the world, that's a lot. That's a lot of work, you know. We go through our arguments, we have our fights, you know what I'm saying? He done push the food back on me, like, I don't want this mess, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it's a lot. It's like the father and son, the, the uncle and nephew, a best friend, and the best friend is a partner-partner deal. It's everything. So it takes a lot to get to that point. And we had the patience. We did not have. We did not have. We got the patience with each other to get to that point. And for for WBO to recognize that, I'm like, man, fuck the rest of them.
fucking lot. Come to y'all. I fucking love y'all, man. I fucking love y'all, dude. I swear to God, I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you so, so fucking much. And you know what? Can I probably put my poster? Can I probably put this poster on Facebook? Yeah. Tomorrow. Right after the show. Tomorrow. Oh, yes. If you are a fan of Bomac and you would like to donate to the Morning Punch and Show building fund so we could get him like one of those wall-sized murals for his office, go on and PayPal RB and we're going to make it happen for Bomac. So to present our next award, I'm going to swing it back to Raging Babe. What's good, RB? I'm over here in tears. Uh, That that acceptance speech was everything. All right, moving right along. Manager of the Year. Our nominees are Mario Abraham, Miguel Bertolet's manager, who got him to fight twice on HBO this year. It would have been three times if he didn't get hurt. And the kid also beat Vargas and Mura in 2017. Igis Klimas for his deep stable. They continue winning. He's bringing back Kovalev. Third nominee, whoever Donna Stevenson's manager is, for the fact that he keeps making money, but he's not fighting and he's keeping all the belts. Great job managing him. And our fourth nominee and the winner of the manager of the year is Keith Connolly. Real G's moving silence. Those who don't know Keith Connolly, well, he made a lot of power moves for Daniel Jacobs this year in 2017. Those of you that do know him will tell you that he was, and the last to take any credit for it. There's no greater proof than delivering the big fight for Danny Jacobs who fought Golovkin earlier in the year. He landed the biggest purse that he's ever made and then got him a lucrative long-term deal with Matchroom Boxing and with HBO. So deserving of this award, Manager of the Year, Keith Conley. Let's hear from Keith. (laughs) I I appreciate the award. I mean, obviously it's not just an award for me. you know, really who you surround yourself with. Um, obviously, it, it had to do with, you know, Danny Jacobs, first and foremost. Uh, not only a great fighter, but a great person. Uh, but, yeah, he had his great year. Um, obviously, it started out with the Golovkin fight, which I think, and I think a lot of other people think that he edged that fight and, and won it. Uh, I think he proved he is the best middleweight in the world. Um, if you don't think he won the fight, it was close. He's right up there. So, um, yeah, I think Danny had a great year. And, and as far as the, the move to HBO, um, you know, HBO stepped up to the plate. They offered to really make a huge investment in Danny and, and, and make him one of the faces of the network. And when myself, Danny, and Al Heyman, we all sat down and, and went over what HBO and Eddie Hearn was offering, uh, which was a huge platform, and to really give Danny the 
platform that he needed. It was a no-brainer. Um, and that's the great thing about Al Heyman. Uh, he's a chess master. He thinks 10 steps ahead, and you know, even if it's not going to benefit him, if it's going to benefit the fighter, and in this case, Danny Jacobs, you know, making the move from Showtime to HBO, uh, he gave Danny and, and I the blessing to go make that move. And then, you know, once we got that from Al, you know, it was just a matter of me sitting down with Eddie and HBO and, and getting Danny the right deal. So, um, yeah, I think it was a great year for Danny, and I'm expecting to see bigger things over the next year or two from him. All right, that's wonderful. Uh-oh. Well, you definitely deserve the recognition. He made big strides this year in boxing, really made a name for himself, made some power moves. What is next for Danny? When can we expect to see him back? Well, he's going to be back. Uh, it's looking like April 28th at the Barclays. He'll be headlining. Um, there's been a few different names thrown out there. We will have an opponent. We'll probably have an announcement on that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we've narrowed it down to two or three names. Obviously, first and foremost, he wants B.J. Saunders. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to happen because I don't think B.J., you know, he's not a guy that really likes to take risks. Um, and I think he's sort of waiting out to try to get a fight with Canelo or Triple G. Um, so if that doesn't happen, you know, we'll go down the line to the next best guys. You know, possibly a Spike O'Sullivan, um, possibly an Andy Lee. Um, you know, we, we'd be willing to fight Charlo, but I think he's going in another direction. And, and that's the thing about Danny. We will fight with Charlo, uh, a BJ Saunders. He's not looking to wait out and get easy fights, you know, waiting for Golovkin and Canelo to sort of clear themselves up. Uh, he's willing to fight the best. The problem is Danny looks so good in March that nobody wants to fight him. So right. I think the goal right now is to get the best possible fight, the fight that will be exciting for the fans while we wait for the really big ones, you know, later in the year. But I, but I do expect Danny to fight either Canelo or Triple G, one of those two guys, later in 2018 as long as they don't have a third fight. Great. Well, those fights are definitely makeable now because of the big moves. So, again, congratulations. You're our manager of the year. And may 2018 be your best year ever. Looking forward to seeing Danny. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That was Keith Connolly, Danny Jacobs' manager. Congratulations again. Moving on to promoter of the year. The nominees are Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing. Building a stable, huge shows, selling out stadiums over there. Works with everyone, every network, you know, can't check him, boo. Tom Loeffler created the, the Super Duper Super Fly series, which has been very popular. He's got Golovkin and, and Mega Fights, the Klitschko-Joshua fight he was a part of with Klitschko. Top rank for all of their work and landing the, the huge ESPN groundbreaking deal and Golden Boy Promotions for their two big pay-per-view events that made mega, mega money with Canelo in 2017. And our winner for Promoter of the Year is Top Rank. Bob Arum has never been one to wait around with his handout. HBO was taught a lesson this year. They pulled their entire stable from the network due to a difference in vision. So instead of, start, instead of starting their own series on ESPN, they start, I'm sorry, instead they started their own series on ESPN, which became among the biggest stories. And the year ended with Terrence Crawford, Lomachenko emerging into 
budding superstars and top-ranked landing the most-watched fights on both basic cable with Pacquiao Horn and then premium cable with Crawford Diaz. They keep developing a deep stable of champions, contenders, rising prospects. Their Olympians are getting a lot of exposure through the ESPN app and through that groundbreaking deal. So congratulations, top rank, still the machine in the game, promoter of the year. Swing this back to Jake Donovan to present the next award from Nashville, Tennessee. Did we lose Jake? Before we swing it back to Wait, before we swing it, before we swing it back to Jake, let's hear from um, Carl Moretti, who will accept the award on behalf of Top Rank. Forgot we had Carl. Well, on behalf of all of us, Houston, Las Vegas, Miami, Denver, we gratefully accept the award from your show um, as they put no biscuit. So uh, you know. very much, RB and J, and on to the 2017 Female Fighter of the Year Award. It was a huge step forward for women's boxing. It finally made its way to Showtime for the first time ever this year and was frequently showcased on the network and its sister platforms. And for the first time ever, the Boxing Writers Association of America will also honor the top female fighter of the year. So it's only appropriate that the ladies of radio, RB and J, also do the same. Our nominees for Female Fighter of the Year, Katie Taylor, the Olympic gold medalist from Ireland, who turned pro in 2016, by the end of 2017 became a world champion while winning six fights on the year. Clarissa Shields had one fight in 2016 after winning two Olympic gold medals. In 2017, had a huge year for three knockout wins and winning her first world championship. Many more to come, and she also defends her title this weekend. Our winner for 2017 Female Fighter of the Year is none other than Norway's Cecilia Brakis. The pound-for-pound queen, she added three more wins to her already legendary run. She is the only undisputed champion in women's boxing history. She has all, actually five belts in the welterweight division. And at 22 title defenses, is only three away from tying the legendary mark of 25 title defenses by all-time great Joe Lewis. Now for the next award, we're going to send it back to Inglewood, California, and Jay LaBeouf. Thank you, Jake. We are still over here in the mean streets of Inglewood with these great MP awards, and I'm going to present the 2017 MP for Fight of the Year, and the nominees are Eddie Hearn versus Lou DiBella on Twitter and YouTube. These two promoters got it cracking in 2017 with sending the shots, pulling no punches. We saw some great fights this year from the promoters that never took place in the ring. Our uh, <laughs> second nominee is Thurska <laughs> Song Rungvise. Versus, uh, with his unanimous decision win over Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. 
And our final nominee is Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko. And the winner is Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko. A great competitive fight. The the aging legend versus the young gun who got up off of the canvas. They both got off the canvas at some point in the fight, but it was an intense, great fight. Big crowd, memorable fight. Congratulations. And we look forward to more in 2018. And I will swing it back to RB for our next award. All right, our final, our last award is for Fighter of the Year, Best Year Ever. Nominees are Mikey Garcia, Sorung Bisay for his two big wins over Chocolatito in 2017, and Terrence Crawford for cleaning out the 140-pound division. And our winner for Fighter of the Year, Best Year Ever, goes to... Terrence Bud Crawford. Terrence not only cleaned out the 140-pound division, dismantled a former gold medalist in Felix Diaz, then destroyed Ndongo, a 2008 Olympian who held two of the major belts in that division. Crawford made history by becoming only the third fighter of the four-belt era to hold all four major sanctioning body belts at the same time, Joining former middleweight champions Bernard Hopkins and Jermaine Taylor, he fought three times in 12 months, sells out tickets in Omaha and outside of Omaha. He had the best year ever, and he is our fight fighter of the year. Congratulations, Terrence Crawford. We really tried to get him to give us some words. He's in Jamaica enjoying his fiance's birthday, so hopefully we'll get him on the morning punch and show in the next couple weeks. But that's it, guys. We, we did it. We gave out 24 awards today, and we honored those who raised the bar, who had big finishes and memorable moments and remarkable accomplishments and sensational performances. We did it. We did it, Jay. We did it, Jake. We did it. We made it. Man. Another year. Yes. Look, yes. So we are looking forward to 2018. Thank you for an amazing year. Big round of applause. Big thank you. For all of our loyal listeners who have given their time to rock with us every Monday morning and make this program such a success, our listeners are the best. Thank you to our sponsors, TheBoxingInsider.com, John Francis Agency, Nationwide Auto Warranties, AceRevealWild.com, the Porter High Performance Center, War Tape Brand, and Red Beach Advisors. That'll do it. We're going to see you guys in a couple weeks, kicking off 2018 with some awesome fights, awesome programming. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jake. Let's kill it this year.